Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sportsbook app America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters in person. Craig's joining us remote. It feels like a reverse of how the last two months have been, but Craig did two months worth of physical therapy walking around the ASU multi-purpose <laughs> arena yesterday. So we said, stay Cut home, Craig. Slack. Yeah, exactly. How are you doing? Uh, a lot better. Uh, it was. Uh... Yeah, like you said, that was a lot of physical therapy, probably more than I should have done in a day. But, you know, it was the day it was available. So we all sucked it up, got it done. And then I rested the rest of the day and just posted a story on our tour. So to pair with the show, where we're going to talk about everything that we saw. Absolutely. It was, I think it was I'd say it was worth it. We were there for about almost two full hours, um, really got a detailed tour of everything. And in the show, we are going to go section by section with video talking about what we saw um, what it'll be like for the players both for the NHL players and the college players what the fan experience will be like what the press and executive experience will be like we'll go through each of those things but before we do I'm just curious what was everybody's general feeling takeaway mood seeing everything and leaving it just like your initial reactions Whoever wants to start, PD. That was my initial reaction, I guess. From silence. From from the college perspective on the ASU campus, cannot wait to watch the Sun Devils play in this building. I think it's a premier facility in the NCAA. I think with the addition of the student section, the suites, the sight lines, the near proximity to campus, where it sits next to the football stadium, all of those things spell a great season for the ASU Sun Devil hockey program. I really believe that. It's a premier facility. The NHL, there's some hurdles. I, I, I there's hurdles. And it's 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 not like I'm I'm not gonna bless this facility as this is amazing. I, I it's brand new. It looks great. And guess what? It's an ice sheet that keeps this franchise in the desert for the next several years. And that's about all it does for me. The the NHL experience for a fan is going to be second to none. Uh, The thought of being that close to Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Alexander Ovechkin on a daily basis is absolutely unbelievable to me that you can see those players in a facility like this. We'll see. We'll see. Craig? 
Yeah. That kind of mirrors my, my perspective. Um, it's funny. I, you know, while you guys were doing a large part of the tour, I was sitting in a suite with, uh, Frank Ferrara, who is of course, a senior associate AD with, uh, ASU and also the CFO for Sundell Athletics. Alongside of him was Peter Luco, who is, uh, co-chair of facilities for Oakview Group. Of course, Oakview Group is, is going to be the arena manager, and they have a lot of experience in this space. What Peter Luco said to me, I, I thought was interesting. First of all, he revealed to me that when the Coyotes contacted ASU about playing in this arena, he said they did it on probably the last day that it would have been possible to make it happen. It was literally that close which was like a, a, just a wow moment. Like imagine if they hadn't come to a decision for another couple of weeks, what would we be talking about at that point? But beyond that, you know, he's saying, look, n- nobody, nobody saw this coming. When ASU was planning this arena, clearly it was planned for the college team. It was not planned for an, an NHL team. So you're going to have all those issues. But because they did certain things with this arena, with with the corners, with with all, the, all a lot of the things that were built to NHL standards, it allowed this possibility. Now, of course, we still have the annex. We can talk about all that when we get into the team areas, but it at least gave the Coyotes the possibility. When you look at this market, and we had talked to, we even did a tour of the Coliseum. The Coyotes ultimately decided that there was just too much work to be put into that place. It was very old. There were a lot of issues in the floor, so they just didn't think it would work. When you look at this market and you take Glendale out of the mix, clearly they're out of the mix because they kicked the Coyotes out of that arena. When you take Footprint Center out of the mix because Robert Sarver wants no part of the Coyotes playing downtown and he's not going to help a competing venue get built, what are your options for keeping the Coyotes in Arizona? This is it. So imagine if it hadn't happened this way, if they hadn't had the standards. Or as I said in the lead of my story, when they were originally planning this building, Ferrara told me it was going to be 3,900 seats, no club areas, no suites, none of that stuff. If they go ahead with that original plan, the Coyotes aren't playing in this arena, and I have no idea what we're talking about. So from that perspective, I mean, it saved the Coyotes. They had no idea it was going to happen, but it saved the Coyotes. But I'm with you, PD. From a college perspective, this place is going to be unbelievable. They've really done it right, and I'm really looking forward to watching hockey games there. Yeah, it's an unbelievable facility. Just, I mean, everything's going to be brand new, which is amazing. Um, and and I had similar reactions. Like when we stepped out, uh, like onto the the ice level, and you look up at the stands, and you're and like you hear five thousand seats, and it's like okay, but when you actually see it, like I was I was shocked. I was like, oh my, I cannot believe NHL games are going to be played here. Like mm. the highest row is N. Yeah. That's the the highest row. I've sat in row like X before in oh. other arenas, you know. The the even the highest club level, like the third level or the second highest level, is still lower than like the lowest part of a lower bowl of a regular sized arena. Yeah, the proximity to the ice and the sight lines the sight in this lines? facility are <laughs> There'll the fan be, experience is going to be unbelievable. unbelievable. The best in the NHL. Like yeah. you, you, the worst seat. You're closer than some of the best seats in some of these buildings. You are going to get a, a real sense of speed, the physicality, a, mm-hmm. a different look at an NHL game. Even the broadcasters and the suite level, and you're so much closer to the ice. I, I'm telling you, it's going to be second to none in this league for a, for a fan experience if you can get in the building. 
that's yeah. going to be the hard yeah. part. And, and I'm even talking the bougie Craig Morgan's press pass gets him onto the press row. Where the t- it might get me and Petey and a I, rail seat. Lee and I might get lucky to get rails. Maybe. 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 Um, but again, for ASU and, I, and, and the, the student section at ASU behind the visiting goaltender, oh, I, phenomenal It's going to be a hard place for other NCAA oh, teams. Yeah, and but. I think it's going to catch fire for the student body. I, I really do. Um, I I think that, again, the proximity to campus, it's going to be a hot ticket. It's going to be a great building. And I think the team's going to be good. That student section is going to be electric. So I I think there's a lot of positive. And I don't want to be negative about this. Without this building, the Coyotes are not playing here. And the three of us are sitting in a parking lot talking about hockey with nobody listening. So let's be thankful the building is there. Let's be happy and move forward that this is the way it's going to be for the next few years. Coyotes will take their lumps in the media, but guess what? There's no other option. This is it. Brand new building, brand new facilities, brand new locker room. Everything will be fine. Yep, it will. And it's and it's temporary. This is not where the Coyotes are playing forever. So I think we have to remember that too. Um, so without further ado, let's try let's dive into it. We have video from all the spaces we saw. We're gonna start with the player experience because we just talked about that a lot, what it's gonna be like. Um so this is a lot of this is the NCAA experience because the Coyotes, the the annex for the NHL um, is different than it's not finished. So we don't actually know what those spaces look like quite yet. This is going to be the visitor locker room for the NCAA. So as you can see, it's kind of four rooms. And oh, by the way, if you're listening on audio, I would just stop right now and head over <laughs> yeah. to the Matrix. Because yeah. this channel. is going to be real boring. Yeah, it's for- going to, yeah. Um, but so th- if you're watching on video or listening and you want me to describe it, it's basically four locker rooms together. And you can close those dividers and make them four individual rooms. But when an NCAA hockey team comes to visit, they'll have access to all four rooms. Yeah, and you got to understand how much room an NCAA team takes like there's a medical room there's a coach's room there's a main locker room all four of these spaces will be used for a large team but the foresight that they had for this building you can separate them into four small rooms so when you do tournaments potentially something like maybe in the future the arizona state high school hockey tournament or youth hockey tournaments or usa hockey tournaments that could potentially come into this building you have the ability to make that four locker and rooms. gymnastics wrestling are also going to use yeah, those locker and, rooms. and they they can use the individual ones they don't need yep. all four because they're also going to have access to this wonderful facility so that will be all of the ncaa and the home um, wrestling and gymnastics will use those facilities when they're using that building one, one other point to make about the, the visiting locker room um, that, that we just found out and I just reported in the story, up until now, our impression was that for those four home games that the Coyotes are going to play before the annex is built, the visiting and Coyotes, the visiting team and the Coyotes would have to get ready in the community rink and a setup on, on the community rink. Well, I, I just found out that the actually the NHL Oakview group have approved the Coyotes' use of that visiting team space that you just showed for those four home games. So, and we all saw it. That's an extensive space. That's that's a space that you can make work for four home games for the Coyotes. So that's clearly a much better option than setting up t- some temporary situation. Yeah, while the for the Coyotes, Craig, that that's a huge win. I mean, we talked about those four preliminary games. We were talking about maybe semi-truck trailers and the parking lot. We didn't know what it was going to look like. If they take this space for the NCAA visiting teams, those four locker rooms, 
it's now workable. It makes sense. They'll have enough stalls. They'll be able to set up their medical. It's not an NHL setup, I'll be honest. But four, it's four games. Absolutely workable for four, four games. And it's four games in a row. So it's not like they have to leave yeah. and come back to it. It's just they, they'll get the four games done. And what they told us yesterday is the NHL didn't want what happened with the New York Islanders where they started their uh, season 13 games on the road. They didn't want that. So basically they said, we need to find a way to make this work. I'm glad to hear they found a way to make it work yeah. and that it sounds like it's going to be suitable. Again, it's not going to be an ideal situation, but... It's it's a brand new locker room. And also just the bathrooms you can't really see in the video, but it's like brand new tile, like gorgeous, you know, countertops and stay like it's just unbelievable. the showers. The, the it's it's beautiful. Like it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. And it just gives you some foresight into what the, the coyote space will look like right now. It's just steel girders. It's just a skeleton. So you don't really know what that annex. We'll get to that in a minute. But this space for temporary for the coyotes will be great. For NCAA visiting teams, high end. Yes. And the other thing I should mention, too, is that what they explained. So we'll show you the ASU locker rooms in a moment, but the ASU bench is not going to be the Coyotes bench. So ASU's home bench will be their home bench. The away NCAA bench will actually be the Coyotes home bench. So the Coyotes using the visitor locker room for those four games, they'll have direct access to what will be their bench anyway. So it kind of works out. Um, But let's get into the annex because, and by the way, there's not much to see here. It's it's still under construction. Here's the annex. um, Like I said, and we're standing right at the edge of the current ASU multi-facility. So you can see how far away the annex is. Yes. And there is what? 10, 15, 10, 12 feet? Yeah. And they're going to have to walk from that annex. The visitors outside and the coyotes. To the building. It'll be covered, but they will have to walk outside to get from that facility. It's a two-story facility with two stairways. Um, yet to be determined how it's going to be split. They'll have outdoor turf facilities for stretching and running and exercising and getting ready. And then they'll have limited weight facilities, meeting facilities, coaches facilities, change rooms, medical, and so forth in the annex. But again, it's 10 feet from the building, which is fine on most days. I'm, I'm waiting for the big monsoon <laughs> winds to be blowing through and guys getting wet. But no, it, it's hard to say what these are going to look like. Yeah, it was just a skeleton. But it's a skeleton. The one thing interesting to me was following the path of where the players are going to walk for each of the home and visiting NHL teams from the annex to the multi-purpose facility because an NHL visiting player is going to have an interesting path onto the ice. They are going to have to walk through a concession stand. <laughs> on Not the public through the spa- stand, by. Yeah, right by. by. But uh, they have to walk through public space about 25 feet of public space near a concession stand to get, I, I know they'll have stanchions and a way to separate it securely. But if you're a fan getting popcorn between the periods, you're going to get to see Connor McDavid up close and personal because that's the only way to get to the ice facility is to walk through a common area space to get to the ice. Yeah. Are they going to provide little trays of food that fans can buy to throw at the team? <laughs> I, don't laugh because it's coming. Well, yeah. They, and they said they haven't quite determined whether it'll be ropes or something more solid to block off that area. But the visiting teams are going to have to walk through fan space. So it, like we said, for the fan experience point of view, if you 
are a fan, especially of another team, like wow. you can see. And if anyone's ever been to the arena in Tucson, it's a similar thing where you can actually walk where the players do come out and when the players are coming, they, they block the space and you have to wait. So it's that level of access. But, you know, that's an AHL facility. So it, it's it's similar in that sense. This is like they're walking through the concourse pretty much. Yeah. And so, the, the other thing with it, too, Ovechkin will be there. You see this in some home buildings like the Edmonton Oilers have to come through an area where the fans have similar access. But it's right. the home team. Buffalo has an area, too, where the Buffalo players have access to the home fans, you don't see that kind of access to the visiting players. It's very unusual. They will have some level of security. They'll have some measures, whether it's walls or gates or something. I, I, I'm curious to see how many players stop to order a soda or a beer on the way to the bench. Could happen. You never know. This comment from night. Tim. Dustin Brown retired, so he didn't have to take a face full of nachos <laughs> yeah. at the end of the Again, period. it's 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 one of those things that isn't ideal. It, it won't yeah. be that way for the NCAA no. because they're going to go. The visiting the, team will go underneath the bleachers yeah. and out a door. The home ASU team's right on their bench. Um, so it's just another blip that you're just going to have to deal with. Yep. Um, I, I, I think uh, I still like my idea of throwable food, by the way. But I, I wanted to add the ASU perspective on the annex because when I when I interviewed Frank Ferrara up in the suite, by the way, did you guys notice? Did you go in, into that suite that was complete? It was beautiful. Yes, we did. Yeah. So Mortensen, the construction company, when they found out we were coming, decided they needed to complete that suite so so that we could see what a full fully complete suite would wow. look like ahead of schedule. How cool is that? To Did have you a get a beer while well, you were there? Because Lee and I got beers. No, uh, I'm not going to answer that Just question. Um, <laughs> we did not have beer. I was water. kidding. With regard to the annex, Frank Ferrara said something interesting. He said, you know, no, no arena is perfect. But if you had asked me when before before the Coyotes came on board, before we partnered with them, what I thought the one weakness of this arena would be, I wanted two more really good high-end locker room spaces because that allows you to be like an NCAA regional host, to, to, to host those sorts of tournaments, those sorts of events in hockey. And, and as we all know now, once the Coyotes move out, ASU gets to keep those spaces. So now they have four premium team areas. He, he said to me, I just see us as a perennial NCAA regional host now. So that's the kind of thing that ASU gains yeah. from this partnership with the Coyotes. And, and beyond that, Craig, I agree. I think that makes this a prime facility for events like that. But what it also did, another body that's very interested in this facility now is USA Hockey and what they can use this facility for because they have national tournaments for all levels of players and they are looking at this facility as a place to host national tournaments on a yearly annual basis and they can have big tournaments. Another thing to look for here, don't, say never say never but something like a world junior tournament or bigger oh. tournaments like a Halinka tournament that you couldn't hold in this city before when you have multiple ice sheets once the new building is built the new tempe building is built just in a near proximity to this building and you have two buildings of this stature now we're talking worldwide tournaments that can be held here now so i think there people are very interested in what can be here in the future so you're right the annex becoming part of this long term is huge. Now we talk about the annex. Is this going to be the best locker room facility in the National Hockey League for home and road? No, it's not. It's not going to be the biggest. It's not going to be the have everything that you want to have in it. It's going to have everything you need, and it's going to be big enough to get you through the next three years. And 
and the NHL has to sign and NHLPA signs off on all of this. So yep. everyone who's tweeting like this is a joke, blah, 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 this is the National Hockey League. Yeah, the National Hockey League is working with this building to make this appropriate for the the team spaces. So yeah, yeah we just talked about this. Just to further on that, I spoke to Matthew Schneider from the NHLPA when I was at the draft, and I wrote about that a little bit. He wanted to make it clear, and somebody else from the PA talked to me as well. Wanted to make it very clear that. This is not a contentious situation. They didn't want it to be portrayed as such. They wanted to work with the Coyotes and with the league to find a suitable situation. They understand that this is a temporary situation. You know, we all know that the the Tebby Arena hasn't been approved yet, but they understand it's a temporary solution. They understand that the location is ideal. They know the market. They just want to make sure that they are taking care of their players. That's their job. That's the PA's job. To make sure that they're all the all the facilities, everything is suitable to players' needs. So, yeah, and anybody saying yeah, it's it, it, yeah, there's no way that the, the league or or the PA are happy about this. Well, no, it's not ideal. Obviously, it's not what you would want to have. But what, what are you going to do? Throw up your hands and just bitch? Find a solution. Stop being a complainer and just find a solution. And that's what they're trying to do here. Yeah, I think what the annex does too is it it, it will be. Everything inside it's going to be NHL quality. This is going to be a great facility. It's just not going to be the massive, elaborate, exorbitant locker rooms that you see around some teams around the league. So the path for the visitors is through the crowd. For the Coyotes, they'll walk across that same outdoor space that's covered, and they'll enter near the uh, ASU's space. And we'll see that in a second. But they'll enter near the ASU space, and they'll go directly to their home bench, which is, as we said, is the NCAA visiting bench. As you look at the benches and you're sitting across from the benches in Glendale Arena and the Coyotes are on the left, they will continue to be on the left, where ASU, as you look across the ice, ASU's home bench will be the bench to the right so that the visiting goalie will be on the left by the student section. So I I know that makes absolutely no sense, but it will. So the Coyotes' pass to the rink is much, much easier, has less intrusive um, to the fan base, and they'll be right behind their own own home bench. So it works. Um, King asked about live broadcasting. We'll get to that. King, stay tuned because that's coming. We have video of that as well. So let's get back to video. Let's take a look at this is the ASU team space. So this has nothing to do with the Coyotes, but if you want to just see what ASU is going to have, this, There's a hot, hot and, cold. and cold tub. Yeah, they're, they're all tiled, high-end medical facilities. The change their change room, which is connected to their main locker room. And the one thing about this main locker this room that locker you can room. see here, the main ASU locker room where they get dressed, there's a couple of, of things you want to see here. That's their uh, weight room and gym, by the way, with two stores. Yeah. The main room has a- exterior lo- windows. Yeah, there's windows in there. And I don't know how many locker rooms have windows to the outside cuz usually you're in a dungeon in a rink, their home locker room has windows to the outside. It's an unbelievable airy yeah, light space. It there. there it is and, and yeah. that shot you get to see it. And uh, we talked about this with Greg Powers how a lot of teams have the the logo on the floor and what they've done if they have they will have a lighted pitchfork on the ceiling. It's an amazing amazing locker room like it's got everything an ncaa team needs it's got entrance easy for the players easy access you walk in from the double doors you're inside your locker room they're talking about the beautification of you know murals um displays of their their previous and current jerseys like there's a lot of things to dress this area up but for a college facility unbelievable like this this will help attract players to this asu campus for sure and Craig, you have a tidbit, and we it wasn't in there yet, but 
but if, for, if anyone was paying attention, there was not a logo on the floor of that locker room. And it wasn't there yet. But Craig, where is the logo going to be and why? Yeah, as Petey mentioned, it's going to be on the ceiling. Uh, Petey and I have been in a million NHL locker rooms. And you walk in and there's a logo in the middle of the carpet. And the unwritten rule is, well, it's, I mean, it's everybody knows. If you step on that logo, you're going to hear it from players. Some players might actually get aggressive with you. It's like literally the dumbest tradition in the NHL and one that I would love to see change. Like, why'd you put it in the middle of the floor, moron, if you didn't want people to step on it? So Powers, I asked Powers about it, you know, when we were talking, because I did a virtual tour of this arena way back when, where I got to see the logo on the ceiling. He's like, yeah, it's just dumb. It's immature. So rather than creating a potential problem, he's like, we just put it on the ceiling. End of problem. I love the idea. Yeah. And, and so you look at this space and for a player in college has everything. It's funny because they showed us the player lounge area where he's, the tour guide told us, Joe said, well, this will be where the players study. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. no, the players aren't going to study yeah. in there. They said they're also getting video games here. I said, yeah, well, okay, that makes more sense. To That's what they'll be doing. Studying. <laughs> yeah. And, and what you don't see, like we said, is the lounge. There's um, Coach Power's office, the coach's offices and locker room. They have their own offices and they have pretty much a locker room space with a bathroom and showers like they and their locker their the coach's locker room which is four of those lockers is identical to what the ASU locker room looks like but just four of them for yeah, the coaches so for the coaches i mean coach power started as an ACHA ASU what? hockey coach and now is going to be working in this building like yeah, the, his office space is elite yeah. amazing like it's really exceptional and i i will say this too that space Again, we're talking about a, a Division One program that is trying to be perennially at the top of the standings. They were a team that considers themselves to be an NC tournament possibility every year. This facility helps them do that. It helps them recruit players across you know, internationally to be able to go, okay, we can compete now in this facility. And I think that's one thing that's really been lacking in this program. No knock to Oceanside. It, it carried the bridge just like, just like this the ASU building, building is yep. the bridge to the next and to guys, the Coyotes. Did you guys see the glass case for, for, the, uh, for the equipment manager? We yes. did. John, John's going to have some space to spread out and show all of the the uniform combinations. I love that. You, you know how he loves doing that. He tweets it every day. Like before every home game, he shows you the entire locker room space with the uniforms laid out. Well, he's going to show several different combinations. I was uh, just walking past that with Paige Shacklett, the SID for hockey. And she's like, yeah, it's probably going to change every day knowing John. Yeah, John does a great job, and, he, and I'm happy for him too because his space that he gets for his office and what he gets for storage, and he... he he gets what he deserves for a program like ASU. Unfortunately, none of this space will be used by your Arizona yeah, Coyotes, other than a hallway. They yes. need to pass through the hallway to get to the ice, and that will be the extent of the use of this space by the Arizona Buddy, Coyotes. I'm just going to go ahead and say what you've left unsaid. It's going to be a tough few years for Stan Wilson and the gang. It's yes. going to be a really tough year. I, I, I think yeah, as this yeah. progresses... <laughs> We'll really get to see what kind of pressure that's puts on the equipment staff, and they're an unheralded group as it is. They they, they have to the the work that that staff has to do in the National Hockey League on a daily basis is difficult already. The demands that this league requires and the travel and so forth. What this staff is going to have to endure over the next three years, 
it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard. And, and it will get easier as this space, the, the annex gets built because they'll have a second set of equipment there. So they won't have to move all of that back and forth. But there will be some challenges. And unfortunately, with the new building and, and things, they won't know what the challenges are until they come. And, and they're going to have to come up with creative ways to make this work for the players, the coaches, the fans, the staff. It's going to be a lot on Stan and his group of guys. Stan, Tony and Jason are going to have their hands full. And Ryan now. Yep, absolutely. Well, after seeing the facility from and thinking of it through the ASU lens, I'm never betting against ASU at home. Like I just can't. It's it's unbelievable to see that it's going to be an amazing fan experience. The building's going to be electric. The student section is going to be amazing. We'll get to that in the next block here. But just don't bet against ASU at home, at least in the home opener. Like as soon as those odds get on DraftKings, jump on ASU because I swear, like I don't know how a visiting team wins in this building obviously it'll happen eventually but i just don't think it'll happen right away um i'm excited to bet on college hockey we're just two months out from hockey i know i bring that up and craig shakes his head um but it's true so if you haven't already download the DraftKings sportsbook app use the promo code phnx when you sign up make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars that's promo code phnx only at DraftKings sportsbook minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details Okay, let's talk about the fan experience because everybody here watching who hopefully maybe will get a chance to go, this is what you'll see. So we are going to start with what you'll see. at the, This is the ice level, um, and this is what we have right now. By the way, this is the view for the uh, ASU hockey team walking out walking on their out bench. Walking out onto their bench. So this is the bowl, everyone. This is how many seats there are. Um, 5,000 seats, rows A through N. Um I mean, there's 13 rows in between the blue lines and in the in the corners, there's 11 rows just because yes. they have to have a little more space. These seats are the non-premium seats. So there are no cushion on these seats. Um, there are cushion seats in the more premium seating sections. So the gray seats, no cushions, um, just regular folding seats. That's the Jumbotron for the ASU and the Coyotes. These are the premium seats. You can see there, there's some more cushion there. Um, different color too with the ASU logo. So ASU will have their name all over this. This is the, that was part of the student, the student section. section. Section 942, 942 seats. 942 seats for the 942 crew. Little fun fact. Um, and it has, like we saw in that last little bit of that clip, the the seats are bleacher style. Um, they're pushed against the wall because this venue can also be used for concerts. So that would be the side that the seatings would retract. So they'd be able to put a stage. Um, but the Coyotes are looking into ways to make those seats more comfortable. They said they might add backs to them. And they are numbered seats, even though they're bleachers. So you can sell the individual seats. It's not just a free-for-all. For ASU, it'll be first come, first serve. Um, who gets there? And it goes right up to the glass behind the goaltender. ASU shoots twice at that end. These are the This is the student section bleacher seats, but they're pushed up. So One other thing to look at there, too, is above. Uh, there's just one section, clearly. And above that, you could see in, in wooden frames was the suite areas, 20 suites for ASU hockey sold out. They're yeah. already sold and, out. And I don't know if you've been to Oceanside. Craig, how's it? Oh, no suites. No suites. <laughs> but so the suites are sold out. The suite view, as we said before, is right on top of that 13 rows. You're, you're like closer like than the back row of a lower section in a normal arena you're on top of it in those suites suites are phenomenal they're already sold out for asu 
we don't have a, an idea yet. Craig's going to have to dive deeper in how ticket sales and, and those corporate sales are going for, for the Coyotes because we didn't get that information yesterday. For the fan experience, second to none. For both yeah. NCAA and for the NHL, second to none. Everything has been thought of. The facilities are brand new. They're all the little accoutrements. Everything's great. Concession stands everywhere. Access to, to parking garages. All of those things are going to be great. I just talk about the sight lines and the fans' ability to see really, really good hockey up close. If you've been to Oceanside, and I keep going back to Oceanside, and please, the people at Oceanside, we love the building. It's great for what it, the bridge for the SU team, but it was hard to see a game there. The sight lines were poor, and it was never intended to be an NCAA rink. This rink, the sight lines are phenomenal. They're they're yeah. so. I'm so excited to be there opening night for for ASU hockey. And we talked about the students and what they're going to be able to bring the 942 crew behind the visiting goalie. I, I, for a fan experience here, it's it's fantastic. It's going to be tough to be a visiting goalie. I'll yeah. just say that. Yeah, the, the student section will be a little smaller for Coyotes games. Javier Gutierrez told us that recently. But, you know, you mentioned being there for opening night. The media experience, sorry, nobody cares about us, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I know some of... We some have media, video we have of the press. We were going to get to that, uh, Craig. We'll get to that. I'll shut up about the press box. Because <laughs> That's we next. have video of the I'm press box. excited about that. Yes, we'll get to the media experience because um, there is some of that, but yeah, so let's take a look now. At so the, we can agree before we move on. We can agree the fan experience here is elite. Amazing. Yeah. And we're still on the fan experience. Okay. So let's look at the concourse. So this is what you'll see when you walk in. This, where we are in this video, is right at the main entrance. Um, so this is the concourse. There's ways to get on the ice right there. If you're in like rows one through five, you get to your seats from this level. Um, there's a ticketing booth that faces outside and then guest experience facing inside. This little room is the VIP and media entrance. There you go. There's your little media plug. This would be the steps to get into the arena and if you're in the lower levels. And then there's concessions at almost every corner of the lower concourse. The lower concourse is a little bit more limited because a lot of the team spaces are on that level too. So it's blocked off. Um, we'll get, we'll, there is an entire upper concourse as well. Um, but this is just kind of a look right now at what the lower concourse looks like. So yeah, you're, you're the proximity to concessions. And you've got concessions on the first level on three of the four corners. If you're in the VIP area, which will get you, you have full access to a kitchen there. But there are concession stands everywhere. Again, I bathrooms. Keep, it's going to be great. Yeah, for the fan. Yeah, if you it's can get in. We're coming in that main entrance for a little while. I think people, some some Sun Devils at least know the orientation of of this arena. It's right next to Sun Angel Track Stadium. That's going to move across the street into that whole planned uh, athletic district um, where where the uh, the dome is right now and where some other facilities are right now. Their, their plan is to move a lot of facilities. I think the tennis facility is going to move across the street. Other things will move across the street. That's, that's not going to happen immediately. So you're going to have this weird feeling of walking past or really underneath the grandstand for Sun Angel. Part of Packard is still going to be there, uh, as we were told, like, like media trucks for will, will probably be parked in that space. So it'll have this almost weird monument feel for a year to like ASU of the past, but yeah. that'll go away fairly quickly yes. as they, they transition most of their athletic facilities across rural road. Yeah. So the front entrance to start is going to be the side entrance of the future and the front entrance of the future is really going to be part of the, the track yeah, and, and they're the going to get rid of, 
like all of that. And, 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 this, be, and this right now is phase one. There's a phase yes. two. Yeah, um, there'll be so a courtyard. There's a plan. This is just one year. Of yeah, this. it's going to have a much more aesthetically pleasing entrance to come. Yes, there's going to be shops, restaurants. Yeah. If you've seen the entire Novus Corridor plan, it's it's pretty amazing. And and as Frank Farrar mentioned to me, there are eight hotels within walking distance of this arena. <laughs> you see Chris's comment. I know it was. It, is that? <laughs> I saw this on I'm Twitter, just, but Petey fits the look. He seemed like he was home when he billed me a coffee table. Like, was I like home in my construction Yeah, stuff? everyone was saying you seemed to fit the outfit. Okay. <laughs> the outfit, I was not, I didn't want to wear the outfit, but we didn't have a choice. We wanted to get the tour. So we had to wear it. But I will say this. This isn't the first time I've done that in a building. Like, I was there when Glendale Arena was dirt. And, and to the number of times they they remodeled the coyotes locker room where they tore walls down and became a contractor plugins go here electric outlets go there we need this wall here i love being in a building like this i absolutely love it you can see the vision you can make plans i was so excited to be a part of this tour yep. and get a vision we saw it before but now it's starting to come to completion mm -hmm. like you can almost the excitement here it's getting close like i'm ready let's go let's go see hockey games yep. here um Okay, we have one last fan space to look at, and it's the the club level. Um, so much like the Coyotes oh, yes. have now, there's you know a, a club suite. So this is the club level. There's a bar. There's a kitchen right behind. So there's a place to put a buffet. Look at the sight lines from the club level. Yeah. By the way, this is just about just as high as the suites are. So if you're in a suite, like this is also your view. Unbelievable. Yeah. There's, there's the drink rails. <laughs> everywhere yeah. so there's a ton of standing room in this arena they intentionally put drink rails all along so even if you're you know just waiting to get back to your seat you're not just standing there awkwardly there's drink rails everywhere you can put your drink down you can put your food down and then when they found out the coyotes were coming to this building they expanded the drink rails to be deeper than this one here um so you can fit a laptop a notebook and that is where they will be putting a lot of the scouts, the scratched players, and the overflow media. That's why Petey and I were joking yeah. about getting a rail seat. Oh, we're rail seats we're, for sure. Yeah. Craig so, will have his own little, like, I bet you they sew his name into one of the seats. <laughs> in the chair. Craig has yeah, my seat. guys, and I might give you a pass to the actual press box. Yeah, we won't even yeah. be allowed there, like, where they have the popcorn and drinks. Craig will be there, and Lee and I will be They'll just on the photos. All of your photos posted outside the door. Do not allow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But but that club area, so it's it's cornered off on each section of, of the concourse with clear glass doors. That club space is fantastic. And the access to the seats of that first 13 rolls um, right behind the player benches, it's it's going to be an unbelievable and, fan and experience. And I think it was all the glass seats. All the glass seats have, have access, access to that for club ASU. for ASU. So if you're in the first row and glass seats and premier seats at an ASU game, you'll have access to the, the premier club. Um, again, the kitchen's right behind that space. It's it's phenomenal. And again, you're, you're right on top of the action. Uh, yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, and hopefully they have four peaks on tap at that bar. Yeah. I think they will. I can't I imagine. They, I can't they imagine won't. they wouldn't. I we'll can't, sneak I, our zone in. Yeah, I got to I got to get in. Uh, into that club and, and get a four peaks and enjoy some I can't I literally can't wait to go to an ASU game yeah. I cannot wait um, I'll be drinking four peaks there because that's my beer of choice and it's our beer of choice here at PHNX we love four peaks and we're also looking for our next uh, toast of the month sweepstakes winner we just announced one if you win, you get a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, a PHNX annual membership also. So it's so e it's literally so easy to enter. Just go to gophnx.com or cl click on the link in the show notes. You must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks and enjoy responsibly. 
And now, Craig, we're going to get into the press areas and the TV section. We'll start with the press box because this is what Craig wants to see. It's kind of hard to get a full sense, but that's the press box. That was it. And then there's all these little, little secret se- rooms. Yeah, these little secret. Like there's some small, small the spaces for some of and, and some media. Per- and there's media the media. Room. There's the media work. No room, view of the ice, though, which will also be the media lounge. Yes. So they'll it's a little smaller, but there will be a media lounge. But there's a lot of those little small spaces where they're going to have like radio booths. I talked to Bob Heater Heathouse today and told Bob not quite what he's used to, but his sight lines are going to be. I mean, phenomenal. that's the sight from the press. Box. Yeah, that's the sight from the press box. It's usually just press small. boxes are. Way up way top up. in NHL arenas. Yeah, like, way up where you can't see. That's going to be the best press box view in the NHL. Unbelievable. Like you're in, you're, you're 14 rows from the ice. Unfortunately, it's just small. And I, 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 I Craig, you know this. Like the, the press box. What's that? That's not, unfortunate. that's not unfortunate. That just means exclusive. I yeah, know. Charles said Craig probably has his own mini fridge of Pellegrino. <laughs> <Yeah>. the- <laughs> Craig, Craig's going to have the best seat in the building. With the, I swear he'll have his name stitched in the seat. It's just <laughs> because there are so limited space for. For the media, and the whole media will be taken care of, I'm sure. But I, I looked at, too, where are Matt McConnell, Tyson Nash going to stand? And Bob Heathouse, like, there's not a lot of room here. Like, there, there's just not a lot of space. ASU, if and when they televise games, and I don't know if they are televising any games this year, I, I just don't know. But if they do, it'll work. I mean, you don't have the massive media presence that you do for an NHL game that you would be for NCAA. So they'll be fine. But if you talk about an NHL home and road TV home and road radio and god forbid you do a national broadcast on top of that i don't know if there's space to have all of those people there between the blue lines i think there are going to be people broadcasting the game from the corners or an end zone i I just don't see any other way what did they tell you guys about the loge areas did you ask about that because here's what my understanding from from peter luco is uh, and Frank Ferrar is that the loge areas are not going to be sellable seats yes. for the Coyotes. Well, we have that in the next video. Um, so, yeah, so we'll get to that. Just one more. Yeah, those loge areas are. I yeah, mean, so really let, cool. let's show it. So, that, so these are the areas we're talking about right here with the NHL. So, these are the loge areas. Basically, for ASU games, they're kind of like a box, but they're, you know. It's you like a just, mini suite. Yeah. It seats this, four. That's the big loge that's divided into four sections. So, it'll be four sets of four. Individual seats, like a mini suite, I guess you'd say. Yeah, like a mini suite. It's your own private area. Yes, four seats per loge, and then this is the control room. So this is these are all the NHL spaces that are going to be used. This is the room that connects to Toronto. Yeah, that's the NHL replay room where they have all the electronics that run for gold. So this is what Craig's talking about that will be used by the Coyotes in the NHL. And I want when we get when we get to this big one, this big one here. It'll be seated in ASU. That's where the TV cameras are going to go. Yes. And this is the view. This is the TV camera, camera view. Camera center ice view. Right here. It's unreal. So those seats for ASU games, they have temporary walls that they can put up if they want to sell them in little packages or someone can do the whole thing. They were going to put permanent walls once the Coyotes were coming in. They decided to keep it open so they can put the TV cameras there. Um, so that – so and this is an important thing to note because – when we hear 5,000 seat arena, but then here the Coyotes only have about 4,700 seats, people question why that is. It's not like they're blocking off sections in that bowl. We asked yesterday, and it's because seats like there, that takes away a handful of seats here, a handful of seats there. Bill Armstrong, normally the executives sit in the press box at an NHL, a normal NHL arena. 
There simply aren't enough seats. So Bill Armstrong is actually going to have his own suite on the suite level for the executives to sit in. Those are seats that they can't sell. So if you think about it that way, it's a handful of seats here, a handful of seats there that the NHL just simply has to use for their own spaces. That's what's making it not a 5,000-seat arena for Coyotes games because they have to use those spaces to make it an NHL arena. Yeah, and the camera angles for the NHL will actually be lower than they are for the college games. The the camera angles are going to be unbelievable. You're you're going to really, again... Just like the fans, you're going to get a real sense of the experience there, of the of the speed of the game. You're get, just going to be closer to the action. Um, but you guys mentioned the replay booth and all the tech areas as well. The cool thing for ASU is they're going to have access to all that as well, like NHL-level stats and, and uh, in-game presentation and all that. Like, I can't think of a college team in the nation that's going to have access to as high-end a tech package as ASU is going to have for its home games. Yeah, you talk about, and we're talking about the tech, we're talking about like the scoreboard images, the the ribbons that you see around the facility, the electronic ribbons. So what they did is the ribbons around the ice to in-game, in ASU had purchased, a, and he gave a square footage. I apologize, they didn't say how many feet of inside ribbon electronic space that they had, but the Coyotes added more. So it's more of an NHL feel inside the bowl well again like you said that's all asu has access to all of those things the asu experience for a fan yeah and what they're going to be left with when the coyotes leave right which is even more it's going to be it's going to be great and that room that connects to toronto that you saw the wires hanging from like during asu games that door will be shut and locked that's like an nhl only yeah that's to toronto that one they won't have access yeah exactly but again when they leave they'll you know they take that space over they can take that space over so yeah it's going to be an adjustment for a lot of people and you talk about the extra players um for a team you you bring you bring 23 20 dress you have extra players injured players got to sit somewhere those are the people that are going to go, maybe this isn't great. Like they're the ones that are going to have to find, there's going to be some standing room areas for some of those people like scouts from visiting teams that they're just not used to, that they, there just isn't the press box or suite area space to accommodate everyone that attends these games in a different position. There just isn't. So there's going to have to be some accommodation made for visiting team scouts, visiting team personnel, um, that they'll just have to get used to it. And, and I think that they will. Um, it, it's going to be hard if you're a visiting player and you're not playing. You like to be kind of out of the way. You don't like yeah. to be right in the middle where everybody can see you. Um, so it'll be an adjustment for sure. And I told Bob Hedos when I talked to him today, you might not be standing right on the red line because there just aren't seats there. So, but you know what? Bob will move a little bit off of center ice and he'll call a great game because the sight lines are so good. Everybody's going to have to adapt and adjust. It will take time. It won't be the first four games because nothing will be completed until December. Not everything. The annex. The, um, the, the Coyotes. Yeah, the Coyotes team, team stuff won't the be The arena done. will be ready for October. So there's going to take some growing pains and some times to, to get used to everything. But like we've said countless times, it's the best and they'll make the best of what they have with the facility they're going to have to play in. I want to answer uh, Chris's question on the Frozen Four. The Frozen Four would need a larger venue. They, they would be looking more at like uh, Gila River Arena for uh, an event of that size. So, Or the new is, Tempe, the new Ted. Yeah, yeah. If, if Ted comes on, on online, they would, they would absolutely look at that. I would think they would look at that first because it's right on the campus 
But it so, would be for regionals, for the NCAA, yeah. that first yeah. round, the round prior to moving on to the actual Frozen Four, those are the things that they'll be able to bid for immediately. Yeah, and you also, and, and like you also mentioned earlier, USA Hockey. Like I've talked to officials there that are, that are absolutely on board with the idea of hosting events in this arena. I mean, again, especially in in the winter months, who doesn't want to come to Tempe exactly. to play hockey instead of you know in the frozen tundra somewhere? And, and Craig, I've been involved with high school hockey in Arizona for a long time, and and as the popularity of that sport grows, it's starting to outgrow some of these smaller venues. You had Notre Dame and Pinnacle in last year's championship in Oceanside. Mm. standing room only like it was it was overflowing do i see that relationship becoming one at the new asu facility i uh, might be a little too early to say but yeah i know that the people with arizona high school hockey association and the people with the asu youth hockey programs uh the junior sun devils have a very close relationship don't count that out in the very near future that you could see high school games in the big rink because they are going to play high school games in the community rink right away like the high school teams will be playing this season in the community rink. Yep. So I don't envision too far where you're going to see those high school championship games being played in the big facility. Yeah. And one more space that we don't have video of right now, but I just want to quickly touch on is there's an, also an entire party deck that has a 200 person capacity. It's basically a standing room. Um, you can envision things like alumni events there people there could be tabletops and food could be served there. like there's so much possibility for that space for asu games the coyotes and we don't know this for sure they might use it they might have a dj there they might have their their drum line like i don't know what they're gonna do but that space also might not be available for, for coyotes seat. games yeah. for seating like those those seats that they would sell but just as a general space for again we keep coming back to what the college game day experience is going to be like it's amazing um i want to show the community ring so we have a photo of it first um it was kind of dark so apologies we don't have a ton of video of it just because of that this is without ice obviously but this is what the community rink and it's literally attached like we walked right from there into the concourse um it'll be closed off during games and such um but it, it's yeah and it's hard to, to look at to. this picture and go oh that's anything exciting it's cement yeah. But if you liken to, we talked about Oceanside, you, you've got a few bleacher seats around the one end. You've got scoreboard on each end. You're going to have a pro shop where they're doing selling equipment and skates and sticks and, and sharpening skates. You're going to have public ice skating sessions starting. I mean, here's we have a video of it, too, to give you a little bit of an idea of, of this space. So you're going to have... Um, Public skating, you're going to have youth hockey, you're going to have beer league hockey, figure skating, everything that we sat at Oceanside will be in this community rink plus more. Um, So I I, I think you're going to have the club hockey team practices here. You're going to have this rink is going to be extremely busy and uh, everything's brand new. Everything looks great. It's got four locker rooms that are all brand new right behind the benches. It's going to be a great facility parking for this, which was a question I had. Free. All free parking. If you're going to the community ranks, you don't have to have ASU stickers or passes to get to this facility. If you've got a beer league game, you'll be able to park for free. And I want to emphasize how important this aspect of this entire facility is. ASU has had this vision of sustainability. First of all, we hear, we hear the buzzword sustainability around ASU all the time. And when I talked to Frank Ferrari, he said, we wanted to build an arena that would last for 50 years. Well, how do you do that? You need something that will sustain itself. 
you attach a community rank. Now it becomes a community asset where, where it actually generates revenue, but it's also accessible to the community. It becomes a part of the community. So this component of this arena is critically important to the success. And if all goes well, if this does become a revenue generator, which they think it will, this could be a model for more college arenas that get built down the road. And maybe in our in our pipe dream, it could lead to more expansion of college hockey out West. Maybe we could even see a conference out West where ASU could play rather than having to go to you know, one of the schools, one, one of the conferences that's really more Midwestern based or Plain State based. And also just imagine the future if the TED gets approved. That's three sheets of ice in a small radius of space. It's unbelievable, like to think about the possibilities. Well, it might be more than that, too. Is, is the TED looking at two sheets of ice? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so four you're talking sheets how that all in, goes. in a few and, miles. And, and listen, Oceanside, you hate, and then they were saying this to us on the tour, that you hate losing a sheet of yeah, ice. Yeah, you do. Oceanside in another year. But with certain rinks, and Oceanside definitely falls in this this category, it's time. I mean, there's there are so <laughs> many issues with this. I was told that they just sank $55,000 into Oceanside Ice Arena. It's an arena that's going to get torn down in a year. But that's it was literally necessary to keep yeah. it functioning for another year. You just... You can't keep throwing bad money after a place that's who, whose time has come. This we talk about hockey in the valley, and unfortunately, this is the biggest need: is there needs to be more ice. If you want to make it more financially accessible to people, you need to have more facilities to create competition and ice costs. There just isn't enough ice in the city. If you open up ice and you go to the ice den, who has three sheets of ice at the ice den Scottsdale, they're sold out all the time, every day. They could add a fourth. They could add a fifth. There's just so many people that want to have access to ice. I hope that this community rink at, at, at ASU helps alleviate some pressure. You said Oceanside's going to go away, so most of those programs are going to get swallowed up there. I hope that the main ice facility does get some use. And they did talk about the main building, aside from ASU and Coyotes, they did hope to have other ice events. They're not on a regular basis, but that they could have other special events, whether it be for the high school program, for some of the travel programs in town, that they hope to be able to to have that ice be used by the community at moments as well. Yep, definitely. We got into a lot of details here. There's even more details in Craig's story at gophnx.com. Literally got published as we went live today. So check that out as soon as we wrap up here um, at gophnx.com. You have to become a member to read that. So become a member today at gophnx.com. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt from the locker like the one Petey's wearing. I wore that one yesterday. Is that how you knew we would be matching today? Got it. I wore maroon today. Like I went to U of A, but like I'm just so excited about ASU. (laughs) I know this sounds horrible for me to say as a wildcat, but like I've just come to appreciate ASU so much and I'm so appreciative of them taking in the coyotes truly. Like they they were just they're working with what they can and it's you know, it's not ideal for for the NHL or for the coyotes, but it's a temporary solution, three to four years max. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. And we talk about ASU fandom and we talked about PHNX. So stay tuned to PHNX, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok over the next three days. Yes. 
because this isn't all of this the content. This isn't all of our... This was scratching this was the surface. <laughs> this was just a little tease of what went on at the arena. There is a lot more fun stuff coming over the next three days. And Petey was mic'd it. up on this tour. That's all you need. I had a mic on and I had a little bit of fun and I might have <laughs> let my inner sun devil come out for a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> just, just saying. Your inner hockey geek too. Yeah. You were like, show me the equipment room. Yeah. Like, let me see where the video room <laughs> is. I was kind of... I, I've... So yeah. stay tuned to phnx.com, all the social platforms over the next three days, because there's a lot more to come. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun. And this this was the serious tour part where we showed you the building. We had a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so we got to see some other things. You'll want to stay tuned on the social channels because there, there's way more content yeah. than this. This like, is just scratching This the was a tease to what's to come. So you want to follow us there. And before we wrap up here, I just want to make sure everybody knows about FOCO, our uh, other new partner, the leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. Um, Poco's got you covered with the best Arizona merchandise. They've officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. Head on over to FOCO.com or click the link below in the description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. Like we said, more to come later this week. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes and subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel because we'll have video there as well not just our live shows but we also have tons of video content just on the youtube channel in general not just for coyotes but for all of the sports so you want to follow phnx sports on any social channel you can think of tiktok instagram twitch even um twitch. yeah, the, yeah we'll, craig, we'll talk after craig and show. i will go to our twitch <laughs> channel right after this <laughs> twitch. yeah so so <laughs> it, just there's always stuff happening it doesn't matter what time of year it is all the arizona sports we got you covered so more on the arena coming soon and generally i just can't wait to go there i can't wait to watch an asu game there i can't wait to watch a coyotes game there and i can't wait to see everybody in the comments i hope everybody gets a chance to go um definitely at least to a college game so it's going to be a blast can't wait and thank you again to to asu and to mortensen group, group and too. oakview group for letting us come by yesterday and, and give us a really extensive tour of the building and letting us film it too so we appreciate we appreciate them as well less than two months guys we'll be watching yeah and i will be going minnesota, minnesota duluth yeah craig will your will your lower body injury be healed in time to go to a public skating session at the new public rink because they open simultaneously, it will be available in the fall, and we will be pub- I'm going public skating at the new building when it opens. We should wear GoPros, buddy. I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. Do our, we should do our entire show on the ice. That's yes. electric. <laughs> That's so the next on ice. On the ice. I like it. I'm so down. We and then we should bring like our whole staff and see who can actually stand. Hundred percent. Let's go. We that we can do as a team. I, we talked about the PHNX. Getting a sweet oh the party uh, suite game. by the way it's yeah. huge and party suite is money but maybe for a coyote game might be a little bit <laughs> above our budget so the public skating for the PHNX staff at the new community rink I think we could probably make that happen so let's put this that on our, our agenda this, we're just putting that out in the universe we're putting that on the universe. PHNX staff the public rink yep okay all right well thank you everyone for watching and and for listening if you're listening on audio and you want to see the video head over to phnx sports on youtube to check it out we'll have more on social later today as well at phnx underscore coyotes like and subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast as well we'll have an audio episode tomorrow we'll be back live at 11 a.m on friday so we hope you'll join us have a great week everyone and we'll see you tomorrow <laughs>